the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast once again. I am your uh, your beloved host, the Bowtie Guy, Paul, and it's good to be here. I've got a guest, maybe a couple of guests here today. Not sure if the uh, second guest is going to be able to make it in time or not, but hopefully we'll have a second guest with us. Uh, but we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, taking a tiny little break from our 12-step uh series that we were doing and we're going to be talking about a different ministry that I am friends with a person who is uh, active with but um, otherwise uh, everything's going to be normal so being that things are normal I want to tell you a couple things up front about our social media first of all we like to be social because who wants to be alone anybody that says they're a loner is a liar they like to be alone at times but not forever because it's just the worst God created us to be with people, so um, that's what we're doing. And maybe this is as with people as you can get, uh, is on a podcast in your car, driving down the road or in the gym or whatever. So whatever it takes, that's what we're gonna try to do. Uh, but today, um, we are, uh, we're here talking to my friend and uh, doing the social media thing. And my friend finds us on social media. This is a person who, if I put a Facebook contest up, this is a person who's gonna win it. Um, and we've heard from this person before. Uh, tell us who you are, uh, special guest. Hi, my name's Kim Heyer. And um, yes, I even uh, created a MySpace account because I had to get that Starbucks nice. card. Yes, and there are going to be, and you didn't hear this uh, unless you listened to the show that just came out this morning, but I'm, sometime between now and New Year's, I'm going to be doing at least once putting up a picture of a Starbucks card barcode. It'll have a random amount of money on it, and whoever gets there and uses it first uses it, and whoever doesn't get there and use it first gets embarrassed. Um, so it's going to be a random amount. Uh, I heard another person that did this. I thought, that's a great idea. So that will be coming between now and the end of 2020 uh, at least once. Uh, but you can look for us on Facebook. You can look for us on Instagram, on Twitter, on, as Kim said, on the beautiful MySpace. We're also on Reddit. If you want to send email, we love email. Uh, send it to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com and that'll come to me. If you want to just give a, a general show idea or comment or uh, something that doesn't necessarily have to come right to me, you can talk to uh, fabulous intern Dave in beautiful Hawaii and uh, his email is info at messituppodcast.com and he makes sure that all of the ins and outs and wherewithal of the business end of stuff gets taken care of. So Dave's your man on that. Um, and if you've got nothing to say, just go ahead and send Big Wave Dave a a little t email and say hi big wave dave i hope you're enjoying hawaii because i'm not um and you know rub it in he needs to hear it from people uh another way that you can help out the show besides just joining us on our social media is to uh, get involved with supporting the podcast by writing a review or um give us a rating on whatever podcast catcher you're using just go on there give us a rating hopefully a good rating and uh write a review and that really helps more people to find the show and if you're really feeling super froggy and you want to get involved to um, help us out financially, we are 100% listener supported. And that means that you can become one of our patrons by going to our Patreon page. You go to messituppodcast.com, click on the button that says become a patron, and it'll take you. And for as little as $1 a month, you too can join the, um, the financial revolution of supporting a podcast. Um, you can be a patron of the arts. You can even put that down on your income tax where it says, uh, you know, what do they call it? Just uh, not occupation, 
patron of the arts. Yeah, yeah, you could be a patron. I don't. I'm not a tax accountant, so don't quote me on that. But uh, ask your tax person at tax time if you can write down patron of the arts. Uh, we'd love to have you as one of our patrons. So uh, if you do that, you get a, a little bit of swag. You get a book, which is my book. That's um, called uh, Still in Beta. Uh, you can have that in paperback form, which Kim got a paperback. And it's autographed. Oh, mama. Uh, you can also get it on your Kindle, and you can get it on your iPad through Apple Books. So it's out there and available in all those three formats. So uh, feel free to buy the book uh, if you want, or if you want a free copy, feel free to become a patron for as little as $1 a month. You get a free book, even if it's just the $1 a month giving level. But uh, there's no limit on what you can give and uh, no limit to how far your money can stretch with us because we, uh, we're trying to do good work here through you. So that's all of my upfront spiel. Uh, we've got Kim here. Uh, it is, as we record, I want you to know how important my podcast is and important this ministry is. I am giving up game six of the World Series for my beloved Dodgers uh, to come and record the podcast tonight. And I'm here at Kim's ministry. And so, Kim, tell them what it is that this ministry is. Okay, so um, we're at the Lighthouse on Balsam Street, which is our local prayer house in Ridgecrest. Um, And the ministry that I run is the Lighthouse Prayer Shawl Ministry. And we're kind of an outreach program. We have a number of mostly women who um, knit, crochet, quilt, uh, and create prayer shawls. um, And we distribute those out into community when we hear of the need. And so that's sort of the nutshell version. So what's a prayer shawl? A prayer shawl is a shawl-sized item, something (laughs) that's going to fit around the shoulders or... We also make lap robes um, because men who are recipients as well don't always necessarily want a pretty prayer shawl to go around their shoulders. So we make um, some items for men that can go on a lap. Um, But the concept behind it is that the recipient is going through something. It could be um, a physical uh, ailment, something that's chronic, something that's terminal. It could be an emotional situation that's going on, some kind of traumatic event. Um, But the prayer shawls are designed to provide comfort to the recipient. Um, Most of our prayer shawls, when they're made, the person making them is praying while they're making them, Mm. praying for usually the unknown recipient. We don't always know who's going to get the items that are made. And then they also get prayed over at the weekly Thursday night prayer service here at the Lighthouse. So um, they're sent out with a prayer card on them so that recipient knows about that. And so it's if it goes to somebody who you know has a relationship with the Lord, then... It's just a reminder, a comfort item, a physical thing they can wrap around them and sort of symbolically feel like God's wrapped them up in their arm or God's taken his arms to wrap around them. Right. Um, And, you know, there are cases where they we know that they're going to people who don't have a relationship with the Lord. Mm. And so it's kind of a way to open a door and just share love with people who 
may be in places where they're not feeling loved by anybody. Right, right. And that could be any of us at any time, Correct. depending on, on how Correct. life is going. Yeah. And, and prayer shawls, there's a whole historical background of prayer shawls with the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what I immediately think. The first time I heard prayer shawl, that's what I thought of, you know, that shawl that comes around and, and the tassels and, and whatnot. Correct. So yeah. so there is a historical piece to it as well. And, and because of this whole prayer shawl ministry that we're here to talk about today, uh, I skipped the word of the week. I forgot about it. But my word of the week is a fancy one. And I don't know if you guys know this one or not, but this, it's fichu. And a fichu is a small triangular shawl, uh, typically worn around a woman's neck or shoulders. So fichu, if you can use that fichu, uh, be careful to enunciate and pronounce that pro- uh, properly. But give yourself 10 points for every time you use it in um, the uh, a sentence. And it doesn't count if you're out on a boat with rod and reel in your hand and say, hey, I'm going to fichu uh, one of those fish out of the pond. Because my mother-in-law could never say the word fish. She always said fish. So... Uh, that is not what this is. It's a fishu. Fishu, I guess, is is the way it really is. Fishu. Okay. I want to know um, how it's spelled. It's F I C H U. Fishu. Um, so, okay. and it means thrown over uh, from French. Um, cool. So, uh, the things you learn, right? Uh, cool. It's just uh, just more than I can handle sometimes. So, how did you get the idea for this prayer shawl ministry? Where did it get you know, okay. in your brain? Okay, so. I don't always know where everything that's in my brain got to be in my Amen, brain. Amen, sister. But, we are kindreds. But that the knowledge of prayer shawl ministry has has been something that I've known about for a long time, and it's just always sat in the back of my brain in that someday category, um, and I was never in a position to do any more but that someday wouldn't that be cool okay. uh-huh. to do some kind of a personal ministry and then as life has a way of happening life happened and so in march of 2017 i went through a huge personal crisis like a bunch of really bad things happened all at the same time and I was in a really, really, really bad place emotionally, spiritually. Um, it was just nasty. So there's my mess. <laughs> there was a big, huge, hairy, nasty, ugly mess. And all of a sudden, prayer shawl ministry, probably by the hand of God, <laughs> suddenly came to the forefront. This is what you need to do. And... I stewed on it for a while, but a very much shorter while than the years that I'd been stewing on it before. Right. And was praying about it, trying to figure out how to approach doing something like this. Um, Thought about starting something at the church that I attend, but I also had a somewhat connection to the lighthouse and what ultimately led me to to contacting Tara Packer who is part of the lighthouse um, stuff was that the lighthouse reaches all of our churches right and reaches out to all sorts of people in the community and I felt like we would have 
a much larger base of people that we could reach operating out of the lighthouse. And I didn't really know Tara well at the time. And I, again, the hand of God was in this <laughs> throughout the, the whole Funny that. making of it. I know, right? A friend invited me to a woman's luncheon where, oh, who was the guest speaker? Tara Packer. <laughs> and after the, the luncheon, I approached Tara and said, I have this idea. And Tara's a take the idea and run with it sure. kind of person. And she basically gave me carte blanche to launch Pershaw Ministry. And were you um, a crafty person before this? Are you a, a oh, yarnster? I, I, I dabble in all sorts of things. Yes, I've been a quilter for years and years. I've knitted for years and years. Um, I did a stint for a while at my aunt's needlework shop down in Southern California um, where I wound up designing knitting patterns. I taught knitting classes at her shop, all that kind of stuff. So it's all things that are in my wheelhouse. Okay. So um, I know that when my wife has done this, she crochets and I know people, do people crochet and knit the shawls or is it a personal choice or? It's totally personal choice. I would say the largest percentage of items we get are crocheted. Um, we do get some knit items and we do get some um, quilted items. And then we have some people who have made some out of fleece. So they're kind of like those tied blankets. Oh, right, right, except right. Except they're, they're shawl shaped. Okay. Instead of big, huge blankets. Right. Um, so you got the idea, you came to Tara. How do you get people to decide to come down with their hook or needles or whatever it is and give up some time or commit to regular time? How did that get going? Was it just a a rush of people through the door with yarn? It was not a rush of people through the door with yarn. Um, My friend Tammy, uh, I told her about it. And so she was interested and some of it was word of mouth and some of it was putting it out there on Facebook. Um, Some of it was reaching out to a couple of the local churches have like women's craft groups. So trying to get word out to there. Um, Tara is a huge promoter of sharing about Pershaw ministry. Um, so it's, you know, it's very grassroots. I think there's also like a Churches of the IWV Facebook group or something. Okay. And so things were posted on there. We started a Facebook group. I, I don't know. We have maybe 50, 60, 70. I don't know. I've lost track of folks who are on our Facebook page. Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot of word of mouth. So how long has things. it been since... Um... You actually opened the doors and started cranking out shawls. So we started in October of 2017. And so we just celebrated our third year anniversary. And I didn't look on the clipboard before we came in here, but we are averaging a little over 100 items have been distributed every year since we started. Plus... Two a week. That's a lot to churn out. It's a lot. And... It's, again, (laughs) God provides. 
you know, there's times where it's sort of feast or famine. And when we're going through famine times and there's not many items to distribute, you know, we'll put something out on Facebook and the next week there will be a bunch of items on in the tub on the staging area to be prayed over. And so we have, we call them our prayer angels. We're not entirely sure who this group of people are, uh -huh. but there are folks out there who don't come on Tuesday nights from six to 8 PM. If you're interested in joining us, um, they're just, they're at home. They're working on items, and then when they have them ready, they anonymously drop them off. So we don't really know because they don't ever say, hey, Mary stopped by and dropped off right. six items. Right. So it's, again, it, it is what it is what it is well god does stuff for this and that's uh the song that i chose for the word of the week we're gonna go listen to that right now is uh a lot of people have done this song but the one that i'm gonna play for us is from bethel music and it's the goodness of god and i just think about the fact that god is so good for us so i don't want to talk about it too much before we play it but this is about 90 seconds for you of bethel music and the goodness of god we'll be back on the other side to talk about that song and hear a little bit more about this ministry uh what it is where it is and where it's going We'll see you in about 90 seconds. I love your voice. You will lead me through the fire. And in darkest night, you were close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And now There you go. Hard to go wrong with Bethel music. If you like Bethel music, there's plenty of it out there. If you don't like Bethel music, well, there's still plenty of it out there. So keep, keep on listening. You, you're bound to find something you do like and don't like uh, with Bethel because they are very prolific. Uh, we were able to get our second guest in. So I want to introduce her real quick or have her introduce herself. Second guest, who are you? Hi, my name is Marie um, and I am the local prayer shawl ministry yarnologist oh and she's even wearing a hat right now that Ooh. says yarnologist yeah she is totally the crazy yarn lady okay, you know you get the I crazy just... cat lady who's got a bazillion cats she's the crazy yarn lady that i'm sure if you go to her house there's yarn everywhere you do not see this girl without yarn in her hand at church wherever it is i'm guessing when she drives she's yarning um but uh, she's shaking her head no i just have to brag on her a little bit because marie so i think i mentioned that 
that when we first started, it was mostly just me and Tammy, and we're trying to get some people to come, and I think Marie was like the next person that really started showing up, but we decided it was a couple of months after. Uh, you, you started August of 2017. I didn't actually start coming to Pressure All until February of 2018. There was a few other ladies that had been in and out, and on a Facebook picture, I saw some people that I recognized, and I was at a point in my life when I needed a bunch of, when I needed somebody. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I recognize this person in, from this picture, and I recognize this person. One of them was Listen to Bev. And so I was like, and I, knew, and I knew how to crochet. And after, you know, crocheting for several years, um, I was like, I needed a new outlet somewhere to put all of the things that I made. So I decided to start coming. And... It was the most amazing thing. Um, how much prayer sh- serving prayer shawl ministry has changed my life. I uh, got a new church. I got a new relationship with Jesus. I got so many new friends that I didn't even know that I needed. And my, life, love my life is completely different because of serving this place. Yeah, that's cool. We love Marie. She's and kind of a jewel in our crown. Absolutely. And that's more of, of that goodness of God, which we just heard. So, um, uh, Kim, thoughts on this song? Okay, so um, for me, you know, we kind of stirred up some memories talking about, you know, what prompted Prayer Shawl Ministry to start in the first place, which was through a really difficult, dark time in my life. And so what hit me uh, listening to this song is, you have led me through the fire and in darkest night you are close like no other. And that's... Having prayer shawl ministry for me to focus on some things outside of myself um, was just God led me through the fire, out of the fire, and uh, just he was so, so good to me throughout this whole time period, but he's always good to me. And sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees and... Um, you know, even when you don't necessarily feel him, he's there and you look back and you're like, oh yeah, he was there the whole time. And he's been really, really good to me the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anything for you, uh, Marie, on this? Um, the chorus of this song has always been one of my favorites. It just, uh, it makes me always look back and look at where I've been and how far I have come because of what Jesus has done for me in my life. Um, that's about it. Yeah, and, and for me, it's it's easy to keep secrets uh, and, and keep things to myself because I don't want to share them, but I, I love this idea of, you know, it says, I have lived in the goodness of God, and then it goes on in the, uh, right before the bridge, it says, I will sing of the goodness of God. And, and that's me, I'm, I'm telling people about this. I'm not keeping a secret. I'm sharing this good news with other and then you know that bridge your goodness is running after me i i know that feeling of of running away from god and god just being like you're not as fast as you think and i I think about you know my grandchildren thinking they're all clever and sly and i've got a video of my uh youngest grandchild covering up with a blanket and she's about a year and a half and she's just cracking up because nobody can see her 
and she's just belly laughing and then she takes it off and goes nuts and it's like oh there you are we had no clue and you know we've probably all gone through that as a child or as an adult watching a child and that's god he's just like oh paul you think you're hiding from me i see your butt sticking right up past the couch there i can see you you goofball and it just makes him laugh it doesn't make him sad it's just like there's my boy and and that's that's what god does for me all the time he's just chasing me down and and making sure that that i'm covered uh in that that goodness and it's it's pretty cool um to know that I, I saw a thing this week that just kind of cracked me up uh, on um, on Reddit, and it says, you know, the three things that Christ promises He will never do: He won't leave you brokenhearted, and that's Psalms one forty seven verse three. He won't reject you; that's John three or six verse thirty seven. And He won't leave you nor forsake you; that's Hebrews thirteen five, and I heard this, you know, I saw this on Reddit, not on like, you know, Jesus loves you, on the dad jokes. I'm like, okay. It says, in essence, Jesus is never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never run around or desert you. Jesus rickrolled us before rickrolling was a thing. And he takes care of all that we need to be taken care of. So just know, you know, God has all of this under control. And and it's a good thing. I don't. And I wish I did. But... But I really don't. Uh, so anyhow, good song. Go check it out. Uh, Bethel Music, good stuff. Personal ministry. We talked about um, Marie coming in. This week, Marie did that thing that um, young people do to old people where they make them feel old. Uh, Marie, tell them how, how old I am based on when I met you and where you are in life now. Um, when I met Paul, I was a senior in high school. My very first Celebrate Recovery meeting, way back in the day. <laughs> and I now have a freshman in high school. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> the bones and joints just started aching a little bit more with that. It's like, wow. I mean, I know it's been a while, but I, when you stop and do math, sometimes the math hurts. And uh, that's one of those things. But it's been my pleasure uh, to to know that. So so you guys are very active with the prayer shawl. Correct. Our core, I mean, our core, I would say our core admin group is myself, Tammy, and Marie. There's always one of us here every Tuesday, but generally all three of us are here every Tuesday. Um, and then we've got probably close to a dozen other folks who are kind of in and out, some more consistently than others. Yeah. And then, like I mentioned earlier, all our prayer angels that are out there working their hearts out. And it's easy for me to picture in my mind the little grandma sitting, you know, with a cup of tea or something in her shawl in her living room and the whole Thomas Kincaid picture with the prayer shawl on. But I know that this goes beyond those little grandmas. Can you tell us a story or two about some shawls that have gone out and made a difference either in your life or in the life of the recipient? Um, so there's, there's a couple of different ones. We one of the difficult things is we don't always get feedback when we distribute the prayer shawl. So we don't always know where they go, mm-hmm. but occasionally, um, somebody will post on Facebook, somebody will send a note card to the lighthouse and we'll get some kind of a, you know, thank you. This is what this meant to me. But um, 
I have a dear friend who lives on the East Coast and a very close family friend of theirs, uh, their son who was in his early 20s, um, there was a gun accident and he took a bullet to the brain. Mm. And the recovery has been long and intense and she would send me monthly updates and at one point she said, hey, could you send prayer shawls to this young man and his mother? Um, a very, very um, strong Christian family. Mm-hmm. And she felt that that would be significant to them. And so we're like, sure, okay. So, you know, we select things, not really knowing if that's their favorite color or whatever, but here's what we picked for the mom and the son and shipped it. And... Um, when the they were living in a new apartment near the medical facility where he was getting all his treatment and they like had just moved in or something and the mom sent a picture of the young man with his shawl mm-hmm. that that was completely color coordinated with the living room in their new apartment oh my word and it was kind of like one of those who chill moments mm-hmm. you know um, and th- of course they were very, um, appreciative of having those things there for comfort because their family lived several States away and, right. um, it was a really tough time for them. Um, we've also, every once in a while, we are asked to make something for, um, infants who are having terminal mm illness situations and so um baby trent was one of those and so we sent um a small blanket to him and i believe his mother and grandma um and again it's one of those things where that was on him all the time when he was in the hospital and he wound up getting to meet jesus before the rest of us um it was a really, really hard time in in the life of of that particular family, but we know that those things brought some comfort to them. And um, oh, who was that? Oh, baby Luke. I think there's another baby, baby Luke, who um, again in the hospital. Um, we know that they would put his little prayer blanket on him, and the family would gather and pray. Mm over him video call the whole extended family That's at a right. specific time every oh, wow. day and uh, pray over this child with him wrapped in his blood. that is that's i mean and the reward for that for the person who's making the blanket has to be unspeakable i mean just how do you put words to knowing that you're bringing comfort especially in a time like that for for somebody, I mean, what is that like for for you guys that are giving these? Because you've been doing it since forever, and I watched your output, uh, Marie. How fast you can do! So I know you've given more than one blanket to a person, you know, or shawl to a person. Right. How does that affect you as a a shawler? It's, you know, it, it's it's kind of awe inspiring to think that because God took that thing that was niggling in the back of my brain and brought it to the forefront front and, and then he put all those things in place that we're, we've been able to touch all these people. Um, and, you know, 
share with them that that God loves them and and I don't know it just it fills me with awe and wonder that mm. this little thing quote unquote little thing that we're doing um, is just reaching out and meeting all these individual lives and like I said previously you know we're creating ripples out there but we just don't always know where those ripples are going to hit shore right um and i think and i'm going to misquote myself can can you take that little pocket prayer shawl out of your oh, pocket oh absolutely i can read... I, I got a, a little prayer shawl here from kim so the other thing we make are these little we call them pocket prayer shawls and they're these little crocheted crosses that people can stick in their pockets um, and have with them or put it in their purse and i know tara's taken these and given them out at funerals and different occasions but we have um we have our own business card and mm -hmm. sort of a play on the lighthouse um motto um ours is prayer shawl ministry praying one stitch at a time and to think that you know praying one stitch at a time has had an impact on the lives of people that we don't know it's just you know it's a god thing yeah and i'm just grateful that we've been able to use our talents in this way right and and where do you see this all going i mean what what are your hopes for the future with this i mean how many shawls before you know all right it's time to hang up the needles or um you know as long as there's people out there who are going through some really challenging circumstances i think there's always going to be a need for us to keep doing what we're doing um one of the things and again covid sort of has messed this up is getting more out to the churches i i would like to you know expand and reach out to more women's ministry programs or churches in general and kind of spread the word grief programs, whatever different churches have, um, or prayer teams, mm -hmm. you know, if they know about us and, you know, sometimes having that item with them makes what they're doing tangible to somebody, right? you know, um, and to have that physical comfort. So just expanding our outreach to, to find more people because I know that we certainly have not tapped the market, so to right. speak, yeah. even closely. And um, we've, we've, most of our shawls have gone out into our immediate community, but we know we've had one that's gone to India. Mm. Um, we've had a few go to the Midwest, the East Coast. Um, so they've gone out to several other states. Um, you know, our first priority is reaching out to our community here. Right. But we're not opposed. If there's a need, then it needs to go where it needs to go. Yeah. Uh, we are actually also hoping to, within the next few weeks, extend our prayer ministry to one of the missions teams at one of our local, other local churches to hopefully um, spread our crocheted, quilted, knitted prayer shawls to missionaries that this church supports all over the world and all over the country. Excellent. So if people want to get involved, 
there's there's several ways uh, for people to possibly get involved. One of them that I can see is if they want to, and they're local enough, come down and help. What can they do? How can they reach you to come down and, and get involved with your particular prayer shawl ministry here? So if you want to get involved directly with us, um, you can show up any Tuesday night at the Lighthouse on Balsam Street. It's 111 Balsam Street. Um, we're here from 6 to 8 every Tuesday night. Um, we are double duty as watchmen here. So if somebody comes in completely unrelated to prayer shawl ministry, but needs somebody to pray with them, we're available to pray with them because that's what the watchmen here do. Okay. Um, to get in touch with us too, you can go to Facebook and find the Lighthouse Prayer Shawl Ministry group and ask to join. Um, we also have an email address and it's lighthouse. P is in Paul, S is in Sam, M is in Mary, at gmail.com. PSM is short for Prayer Shawl Ministry. It makes sense. Um, Clever. The Lighthouse has a phone number um, that people can call and leave messages, and those messages get forwarded on to me as well. Okay. What if a person, uh, there are ministries all over the place doing this. You're not the only one Correct. doing this. Um, I guess checking with their local in their local community for prayer shawls would be a great way to do it. But what if there's nothing there and they want to get started? How can you, how did you get started? How can a person, what advice would you give for a person to get started on a prayer shawl ministry in their neck of the woods? Um, well, finding a location to meet is super helpful. Um, and then start talking to people, you know, if there's local craft shops, if there's local church groups with craft groups that to tap into. Um, there's a wealth of information on the internet. Oh my oh goodness. My goodness. <laughs> so there's tons of free knitting and crochet patterns. If you Google free knit patterns, prayer shawl, uh -huh. um, there's a ton of stuff at Pinterest. People will post there. Um, there's different prayer shawl ministry groups around the country that have their own .com or .org sort of things um, that kind of outline how they choose to approach a prayer shawl ministry. And there's so many variations. Um, there's also a, a series of craft books that are specifically about creating items for prayer shawl ministries. Um, and some of them really go into depth. There's, you can go into knitting or crocheting or quilting using particular colors that are symbolic of things. Mm -hmm. um, the triangle shape would be uh, symbolic of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, anything in groups of three can be embedded into that sort yeah. of thing. So it's just a matter of doing your research and seeing what's going to work for you, your area, the people that you're working with. Right. And if you're in a bigger area, you'll probably be able to find one near you. Um, and if there's like a Hobby Lobby around you, I'm sure that they would have a, a touch on it because they do tend to lean more towards uh, Christian uh, base things. Um, so, you know, you could definitely check that out. What if uh, our listeners out there have a person who needs a shawl? How can they request a shawl uh, from the ministry? 
Well, if you're here in town, meaning Ridgecrest, California, uh, you can physically walk into the Lighthouse Prayer House and on the back table, we have a clipboard with a request form. So that's one way to do it. You can email us at that email address I mentioned earlier. You can call and leave a message on the phone number, the Lighthouse phone number. You can, if you're part of our Facebook group, you can make a request via that. Okay. Um, so there's lots of different avenues for getting in touch with us and making that request. Outstanding, outstanding. And what about any parting shots from you guys before we uh, uh, wrap? How do you wrap up a show? What do you What do you do? You put in the final stitch. You knot it off. Well, what What is? How do you end a project that's like like a crocheting or knitting? Project? Well, when you decide it's long enough, you stop at the end of a row or something, and then you have to weave in all the tails from where you've joined. Is there a yarn. cool word for that? It's called weaving in the ends. Weaving, weaving in, in the, the ends. ends. All right. So before right? we weave in the ends. Correct. Do you have any parting shots here? Oh, goodness gracious. Anything that people um, need to know? Come check us out if you're curious. See what it's all about. God is good. And if he lays some things out in front of you, listen and do. Yeah. Because you don't, you have no idea how he's going to take that mess and turn it into into a message. message. Oh, look at her go. That is fantastic. I think we're going to leave it on that. Uh, (laughs) Don't forget to check out all of our social media. Don't forget to uh, leave us a rating or a review. Uh, Talk to these ladies on their Facebook. Go and like that page or or whatever it is that happens. And um, prayerfully consider becoming a patron and helping out the show that way as well. Would love to have you on us. And uh, we'll be back next week with either another special guest or... uh, another part of our step series, uh, depending on how things work out. But until then, we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>